Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so... Thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! Baseball and much more. You know what that makes you. Larry. Lollygaggers. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. A deep dive on baseball and the hottest topics in sports. The throw to the plate will be late. The Mariners are going to play for the American League Championship. Now, here are your hosts for the Hot Corner, Patrick Harris and Mike Lynch. Being new to the club, how do you feel about the way things have gone for the Indians so far? I'm the only winner on the team. The rest of them are losers, either by choice or by birth. The Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080. You play ball like a girl! The Fan. Welcome into the Hot Corner. For it must be a Wednesday, as it's always a Wednesday. Patrick is here today. We're supposed to be. He's not here currently. But I am looking at that chair, and I don't see a Patrick Harris. What is going on, Mike Lynch? Yeah, normally when I do the show with you, I sit over in the host chair. Right. But I know that at some point, he will be sprinting. Barreling through that door. Well, he'll probably just be sauntering slowly. He's probably wearing flip-flops. Can't run in those. And uh, he'll be here. He's stuck behind a train. One of the more infamous uh, areas to be stuck behind a train in Portland. I would argue it may be the worst area to be stuck behind a train, and that is right across the Ross Island Bridge over by the Pine State Biscuits, Beer Mongers area over there. I don't know the street names in that corner, but that little mini pod of stores that has a lot of cool stuff. If you get caught and it's not the max, that is awful. Oh, boy. It's happened to me. It happened to me about... um, couple months back two three months ago it was after sports sunday i was here with joey and i was like you know what let's go get some pine state biscuits i've never had it before so let's do it we went there hope you enjoyed oh boy did i it was uh, fantastic probably also waited for an hour um actually it wasn't that bad it was about 20 25 oh, okay yeah, we caught it at a good usually time. the lines like out the door wrapped around the building right but what we had to wait an hour for when we got out to our car was the train yeah it went so long that we literally went through the football out in a parking lot for 20 minutes walked around the neighborhood for another like 30 and then finally came back to the car and the train was still going finishing up basically and the problem is is that once you've committed to a certain point in that street i don't again i can't remember the name of the street but there it's a one-way street it's going i is that south yeah i guess it's going (laughs) south i I think thinking of the directions in my head and if you pass 
the cross street and you get right next to where Pine State Biscuits is, you are done. Yeah. because You it's are a, not getting anywhere. Well, and it's a one-way. So what yes. people ended up doing, it just got to be so long that it was a collective group basically saying, screw this, it's a one-way, but we're going the other way. Right. And cars just started to turn around, and it would just turn into a completely different intersection because cars were going this way. We're trying to go another way. Couldn't. It was an absolute mess. Yeah, the the last time I got stuck there and a train showed up, I was luckily a couple blocks back. I had gone to Berelick, which is just over there as well. Drink. And uh, I... I had a I had a turn I could make, and I'm not very familiar with the streets over there, but I was just like, you know what? I see that this is stopped for a train, and I know that the train here is awful, and <laughs> I'm just going to go this way and figure it out. The spidey senses were tingling. Well, it's it's like you know that there's multiple roads that are blocked by the train. Yeah. And if you go a different direction, there's more than a 50% chance that if you make the wrong decision, you're going to wind up stuck anyway in another spot. So you got to be really smart about it or I guess, you know, quickly pull up your Google Maps and just, ah, I can go here and I can go here and I can go here and maybe this lets me around. Um, And and I was able to kind of get out after waiting for about 15 minutes because at first I didn't see the train because I was far enough behind. I was like, what are we waiting for? And then I realized, oh, oh, I know where I am. Oh, boy. The other place that is uh, really, really, really bad is right. I guess it's Waterev. That first exit when you're on 5 North and you get on to 84, but you take the exit right away, Mm -hmm. it spits you out by, like, where Hera the dog is down there. Yeah. If you go left and curl around over to where, like, all those uh, industrial All the industrial stuff is, Wayfinders over there. Um, And homeless tents. Yes, yes. Uh, Montage used to be over there. There is a train crossing right there, and it's 90% of the time freight trains going four miles an hour. And there, there, there's nothing you can do because you got off the highway and you're on a one, well, you're, you're in an area where if you try to go the other way, you're not getting anywhere around the train. So you're just stuck. It's just, I'm not, maybe even, that might even be the worst. I'm not even in this traffic and this conversation is frustrating me. Like <laughs> I just put my brow to my uh, fingers, just rubbed it like, God damn, this is just really, this is not fun to talk that, about. Cause that feeling you're, you're driving along, you're going somewhere, maybe you got a date, maybe you're trying to, you know, or you're trying to go to your job, Patrick, who I'm sure is listening right now, um, and you turn the corner and you see the red flashing lights like, oh, and no. the lowering bar and you go, uh-oh. Dude, this can happen at Shoals. Please be a Max. Please be a Max or a Wes. Please be one of those two. You know that Shoals Ferry uh, area as well. Oh, I know it well. And that, I swear, the other night, the railroad track stopper things came down so i'm like oh boy we might be in for a long one here i sit there for maybe two and a half three minutes waiting for the train a train never comes and then the things go back up something just triggered the railroad track to stop traffic everything halt everybody's sitting there waiting for a train to show up or even just a max anything nothing things go back up everybody go back about about your way the- i was like are you asking me right now are you just playing with us the the one that got me there, and I, I used to live off Shoals, so I would I would drive that way to work every day. And there was one time I was there, and it was the middle of the afternoon because I was coming to the shift that I'm still on now. It was probably like twelve thirty or one o'clock, and I see the 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 arms go down and the lights flash, and I see the freight train enter the intersection. And then as it enters the intersection, it starts to slow down. 
And I'm sitting there going, please don't slow down. You're a freight train. You probably have, oh, I don't know, 50 to 3,000 cars. Please go fast. And it slowed down, and it stopped. Just the freight, it just stopped blocking the intersection. And for those of you who don't live in Beaverton or, or have not gone down there, this train stop is right next to Washington Square Mall and crosses Hall and Shoals Ferry, which are two very major roads down there for the mall. Yeah. Blocks them both. This train had stopped. You're also on and off 217, so there's lots of traffic right there. Then the train proceeds to back up. <laughs> oh, God. The classic going the opposite way. Yes. The train backs up to the point where it is clear of the intersection, but the arms don't go back up. We are not allowed to proceed. Then the train moves forward again, <laughs> slowly, and stops. And then this time, thankfully, quickly backs up, and then they, they went up. But I'm, I must, I, I don't know. It felt like three hours. It was probably 15 minutes. But you're sitting still for 15 minutes in a car. It feels forever. I was sitting there almost laughing at the end. At, I'm like, you're just. Why are you stopping in the middle of the am road? I am I going crazy? Am I on a hallucinogens <laughs> right now? What like, is I, happening? I don't know anything about being a train conductor, so I'm sure maybe there was something blocking the track or maybe another train had stopped somewhere further up the track and, and they the had whole, to stop. They all say, like, to stop a train, you need however many feet or yards because there's so much weight in it. You can't just obviously hit the brakes and stop in an instant on a train. It, you need, like, a mile. You can't do that. No, last time I checked, no. They can't just, you know, slam on the brakes. It does uh, go a little bit further. It is, uh, by the way, the texters are in. A lot of text on this, by the way. Uh, Southeast 11th and Division is where Patrick is stuck, is the is the area we're talking about. <laughs> they rebuilt this whole thing a few years ago. Unbelievable that an underpass was not part of the plan. Worst right? backup in the city <laughs> with the trains. Yeah, it's, um. well, and then I think I saw a text when we first started talking about this that the train had completely stopped. I think someone is in said traffic at this very moment listening to this station and gave us an update <laughs> saying that the train had come to a complete stop. Great. Just what we love to hear. <laughs> well, Pine State is right there. Just, you know, pull off. get you, Well, they're probably closed at this point, but. Yeah, they might be, yeah. And I looked up the other one. It's Southeast Water when it turns into Southeast Stark, and it's like just around that bend, and the train track is almost immediately around the blind corner. So it's like you're getting there, you're getting there, and then – Voila, here's a train. Just hell. Atrocious. Hell. Absolutely atrocious. Yeah, we're pay- uh, we're uh, we're praying for Patrick to get in here. There's also, uh, what is it, Double Dragon. That's a bar that I went to there one time, close to that area. If Double you wanna, Dragon. Yeah, if you want to stop off for a drink, not too bad. I think I parked over there and then walked to the Tillicum Bridge because you can kind of get there pretty quickly walking. Gosh, now I'm thinking about Pine State Biscuits. Have you ever walked across that bridge? It's actually really nice. The, the Tillicum Bridge? Yeah. No. Have had no need. Uh, well, yeah, there's no need other than it's pretty. So <laughs> I mean, it, I, and I'm not going to rip on it because I've walked the length of the St. John's back and forth, you know, for no need just to do it. But uh, I don't know. There's history. There's a height factor with the St. John's. G- give me a little bit of a thrill. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, nobody likes that it's a pedestrian only bridge. Or a, a bus and pedestrian. Oh, trust bridge. me. There's plenty of people here that are happy about it being a pedestrian. Well, only. okay. But most most people look <laughs> most at that people, and go, wait I, a minute. <laughs> you could have made another bridge that would have helped alleviate maybe but some guys, traffic. Hey, hey, hey. Let's do it again. Only over I-84. And we'll name it after a Simpsons character. That way people are happy about it and they're okay with it. <laughs> 
I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, that is happening. We really like our uh, carless bridges here, don't we? Yep. Yes, we're like, we do. We have enough of these car bridges. Okay, let's start adding some more of the ones without the cars, okay? Um, somebody said we should talk Washington State while Patrick's out. <laughs> I- I'm sorry, Texter. As much as I would love to give you hot coog talk, I don't know anything that's happening with that program. Well, are we talking about like their prospects in the Mountain West when they move there? If that's if that's the fact, then I don't know anything about that either. Where is Wazoo? I don't know. They're going to be in the new whack. Who knows? I don't know anything. Big Sky. Let's go. (laughs) No. God, they go to the Big Sky (laughs) immediately. Just annihilate everybody. Uh, Well, hey, they did lose to Portland State in football, so let's not uh, jump the gun there. We also got a text that says, "I work for the railroad, and I could give you guys some insight if you'd like." Yes, text it in. You don't need. You don't need to ask. If you have insight, text it. I love this station. I know. I mean, we had Auto Glass guy on primetime a couple hours ago. We've got train uh, train conductor railroad guy texting in now. We we have a slew of professions that listen to this station. I, I think if we asked anything, maybe not on this show, but on primetime at the very least, if we asked anything, we somebody can, knows the answer to a, it and or is in said career to know the answer. Yep. I, so if I you either, have information, just text it in. I'll, I'll read it. I either work in it or I work cl- or I know a guy that works closely in it. I'm a friend of a friend. Uh, this text says, my wife used to live across from the train station downtown. Long freight trains are always stopped because often they are so long that tracks have to be changed. So whenever we were walking or driving down NATO and we saw any freight train come across the steel bridge, it became a panicked sprint. Once waited 90 plus minutes for a stop train. Dear God. Now well, if Patrick all- is waiting 90 plus minutes, he ain't, he, he's not here for the show tonight. <laughs> that all makes sense. You know what? And this is not good. I know we're up against it, but I had some things to work out with Patrick. tonight. He's yeah. here for the show. Yes. The train not stopped. Yes. Beer in hand. It's not 90 minutes. Oh, man. The triumphant entry. I can't hear Joe, so I have no idea because I also forgot my headphones. The train is still currently stopped, but I was able to back around. out into traffic and create a huge S-storm. Did you? Were you inspired by Joe talking about how everyone just went, screw the laws, at that exact train stop and just went the other way. That is exactly what I did. And, Joe, the person that texted you in and said the train has stopped was me. Oh. <laughs> I, you know, I saw the 360, and I was like, that might be Patrick. So translate. I can't hear what Joe's saying. Oh, he said he saw the 360 and thought it might be you. Yeah. But he didn't ask any questions. It was me. I'm a hot, hot mess right now. Well, go get some headphones. Okay. And uh, we'll come back. Sounds great. I don't know what you wanted to talk about today. Well, there's a lot to get to. Uh, I assume we're going to be talking about a 10-game winning streak, uh, two potential 10-game winning streaks. I'm also really interested in people getting fired. Ah, yes, yes. There was a manager fired today and home run derby. Home run derby looks sexy yeah and that's a tease so that's all coming up next this is the hot corner now fully back together out of train traffic on the fan call from mom answer it call silenced instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. 7.20, we are live from the poop-filled Willamette, and my friends, I just want to say welcome to the hot corner. Not quite after dark, During baby. During the day. Not quite after dark, baby, but if you fill that bathtub, then I'm just going to say we won't be right here for you. Doesn't have a huge load either. Why do you want to fill the bathtub? I don't know. I don't know. I was channeling my inner uh, ladies' man. Well, I know what you were doing, Thumb but Cavathier. fill the bathtub and listen to two, three guys talk baseball. Get yourself a fifth sandwich. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, though, man. There are times when I would love to crawl into a bathtub and listen to three guys talk about baseball. <laughs> Is it Dabit? No, that's the boy. That's the boy. Holy goodness. Well, I'm here. Uh, the train is probably still going through uh, 11th and Division. Uh, but when it stopped, the car behind me went backwards, and I kind of went, huh? You got to shoot opening. your shot. You got to shoot your shot. And I did, and I waved to some people, and they were very friendly because it's, you know, Portland and passive-aggressive, and they were like, cool, man, go. What I don't understand is that when I came back over, like to get to 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 Foster to cross the Ross Island Bridge, how I never passed a train, like where does that train go? Uh I guess it depends the I way not, you went. I, I did not elevate or de-elevate. Okay. It's, I just went went down division a few blocks. And Back, then backwards down division. I went right? e- I went east on division. Oh, east on division. And then cut a right. Oh, so you did elevate. Yeah. So you went on to McLaughlin there, right? The little bridge? Nope. The, with the little weird <clears throat> stuff in the middle? Nope. Oh, because that's the way I used to get around that train. Nope. I went east and then crossed over. Interesting. And so I never did an overpass or an underpass, yet I made it. Trainsaren'treal.com. Trainsaren'treal.com, just like them birds. They're just out looking for you. Well, <clears throat> okay, well, I'm I'm here. Hi, 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 hi. Anything you'd like to uh, BS about while you, while you enter the room? No, no, I'm ready to rumble on stuff. Mike, I am a professional, okay? You are a professional broadcaster whose show started at seven o'clock tonight but yet you started at seven twenty thirteen <laughs> true yes i got here at seven thirteen you know what life happens okay thanks joe thank you thank you joe i i'm glad that my producer has my back yet my co-host does not so what well, well, welcome to 2022 well and this is also coming from someone who is uh chronically <clears throat> four to five minutes late at everything he does so <laughs> I, I will have your back on this no but i'm ready to get right back into this uh montoya for the blue jays was fired and that's kind of where i wanted to start i was thinking about this show all, all day today and as that news came across it was kind of like what and i find this very interesting and i think there are so many facets about this i think there had to have been something in the toronto organization that was already not super keen on the guy that to me it says going into this Mariner series, this is a make or break for you. 
And that tells me twofold. One, they're worried within the within the organization that this team they feel they have constructed to compete, maybe not quite World Series now, but structured to compete for playoff spots, maybe make some noise. You might be a year out, a good free agent here or there, whether it's starting pitcher, closer. We know Romano's had, had issues or one final piece in the offense. But they felt they had a shot this year. So there's obviously some doubts within the organization. But the flip side of that is that I think if Toronto sees this, I think the rest of the major league sees this, that Seattle is a team not to mess with. And I know we want I know we'll talk about them in a moment with their win streak. But the fact that it's the Mariners that swept them makes me think they think internally we're not ready. So uh, surprisingly, I'm way more well-versed in this than you might think. Uh, well, I some, don't think you're dumb, Mike. No, 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 I know. But normally I wouldn't know the inner workings of what's going on in the Blue Jays, right? Well, yeah, I, I, I them, don't either. I, I'm just I, I wouldn't know. But, but I do know a little bit because this year I've been I've been perusing baseball Reddit way more vigorously than I used to. And when the Yankees are playing a certain team, I like to read their subreddit and uh, see what they're talking about just so I learn more about the teams. I've actually learned a lot more about the teams that the Yankees have been playing, which is essentially everybody, Mm -hmm. just by reading the fans' reactions to stuff. Because fans will be the most negative but also the most honest about their team, right? And you'll get to see how they, uh, it's called copium on on Twitter, how they cope, the hope and the cope. Um, (laughs) Blue Jays fans have been calling for Charlie Montoyo's head for over a month. Wow. Blue Jays fans... On their subreddit at the very least, which I know is not every Blue Jay fan, but is a decent, you know, sample of the population. It's funny that of all social media, Reddit is usually the most decent litmus test. I I don't know if it's the most decent. It's just what I'm using. Okay. So I, I, I can't argue that. But um, I have seen nothing positive upset about Montoyo in those game threads. They're constantly criticizing his bullpen usage. They're constantly criticizing his lineups, and they're constantly criticizing every decision he makes. Despite the fact that they're sending Vladdy, Bichette. Springer. Springer. That's because everyone in Kirk Canada votes for the Blue Jays. To the All-Star game. Yes. Well, I mean, whether or not, whether or not they vote for all of them or not is, is beside the point. They're, they're actually there, and they all deserve to be there. Most of them deserve to be there. Yes. I think they all deserve. I don't to know be about there. Springer, but Kirk and Vladdy, sure. Uh, Bichette, uh, I don't know. If he uh, I'm, I'm with you on Bichette. Um, anyway, Blue Jays fans have been calling for this almost all season. Once they found out they were not going to be the first place team in the AL East and they were not going to live up to the expectations that were set before the year. <laughs> because you guys are insane right now. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. And <clears throat> I think it was Montoyo's not good enough because this team's been pretty good. But they haven't gotten over that last hump, and the blame has always fallen at Montoyo's feet. Mm-hmm. And in all sports, when you have a team that is underperforming, and yes, the Blue Jays are underperforming despite the fact that they're over 500 and in the playoff picture, they are underperforming based on their expectations. The first thing you need to do to try to shake it up is you got to fire the manager and or coach. We saw this with Scott Service and the Mariners a month ago. You know, we talked on this show, is service the problem for the Mariners? Yes. Talked, I, I, even, we, I I asked the question. We talked about it at Should they fire length. service? 
We talked about it at length, and I, I kind of was I was like a no, but I was starting to agree with like you. Like another you week points. of struggles, maybe you think yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. I think the thing is, is I still think Service is a bad manager, but winning streaks fix everything. Right. Um, but if the Mariners skid again, and all of a sudden they lose 10 of 15, Scott Service is back on the hot seat. Yep. Because underperforming, right? Deservedly. Yes, deservedly. Underperforming. I think Charlie Montoyo deserved to be fired in terms of on-field product. Mm -hmm. The Blue Jays are built to annihilate people, and yet they're barely above 500. Well, I I, I think that that's an interesting statement. They're built to annihilate people offensively. That starting staff, I think, is fine. I think it's better than... A lot of teams you would consider around that range. Uh, I think I think it's it's better than the Red Sox. I think that starting staff is better than the Rays. I think that staff is better than. Uh, it's probably on par with the Guardians. It's probably better than the Twins. It's not as good as the White Sox, but I think the stat the starters are okay. That bullpen is rough. So, again, it runs into that conversation like, yeah, you have these expectations, but can you really look at yourself honestly and understand your problems? And are those manager problems or are those player problems? Well, we don't know the answer to that yet, which is why you make this move first. It's easiest to fire your manager. It's the easiest move to make. And to figure out if that's the problem, because if that's not the problem, then you go ahead and make personnel decisions based off that. But sometimes all you need is a different manager who has a different idea of how to run a team and run a game in the dugout. Insert Joe Madden. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Please no. <laughs> Please no. <laughs> so it'll it'll be interesting to think interesting thing to watch. Uh the Blue Jays might be the most intriguing American League team from here on out at this point. No. I don't think that. Out, outside of, like, the fact that the Astros are, are rolling. No, I, I think. The Astros are rolling. The Yankees are rolling. Um, I, I mean, outside of, like, the big dogs. Yeah. I mean, like, going into that, what does this new manager, like, well, overchange do? They, they, they're they they're making the bench coach the interim. And that's what I always think John is the dumbest. John Schneider, I think, is his name. That's what I always think is the dumbest thing. And like, I think they basically said he's just going to finish the year. They're not going to hire anybody in the meantime. So they're wait. just white flagging it right now? Well, I don't know. I think they're hoping that a bench coach could still have a very different personality than your manager. True. Alex Cora cheated his way to a World Series and um, then cheated his way to another World Series. Rob Thompson, who was the bench coach for Joe Girardi with Philly, has changed that team immediately. They're relevant again. With it, it, Immediately, they went on a seven-game win streak. So that's not, that's not to say it's a wrong decision, but the most interesting teams to me in the American League are the Mariners and the Orioles right now. And the Twins are close third for me. Um, I honestly don't think the Blue Jays are that interesting. I think Boston's more interesting than Toronto. Um, I don't think Tampa's more interesting. I think Tampa's pretty boring, too. (laughs) But I don't know. Toronto's just, there's a weird vibe there right now. Yeah. Remember how much fun they were having last year? I think now that the pressure is on them. Let's still use the jackets. Well, I know the jacket, the kids, the parents. I think the pressure that they put on themselves probably because of how high the expectations were has completely changed the way the team plays. 
Because they're not playing fun anymore. They're playing like, oh, my God, we have to win. We have to win. We have to win. Yeah. Also, I'm going to double check this, but isn't Vladdy having kind of a down year for him? Uh, as I mean, I remember looking at uh, votes for the first baseman in the American League. I mean, I s- still think it should probably be Ty France. Uh, He's hitting 266. Last year he had 311, so... But yeah, but his, down down for him. But his home runs nineteen. Yeah yeah yeah. He looks he looks good. So I, I don't have a big deal. So there'll be an interesting thing to watch, and we'll and we'll keep on that. But as far as what Mike says, the intriguing teams to watch in the American League are not the Blue Jays. I would like to dive into that. And there are two teams that he mentioned, and I want to get into both of them. And we'll do that next. But first, there's Joe with sports. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Coming up in the second hour, we'll have a little bit of fun. We'll talk some home run derby and maybe some all-star snubs just for S's and G's. And uh, we'll have fair foul at the bottom of the hour as well. But before we get into that, there's a couple teams that uh, are... You know, they're they're hitting the quad. You know, I'm going streaking. <laughs> and <clears throat> I want to start with this team because I, I I think the other one is an, is an easy one to talk about, especially for this show. But I think the team to talk about right now is the Baltimore Orioles. I think the fact that this team, and, and, and we have mentioned this. I mean, it, it helps that we have Joe, who is an Orioles fan. And loves to remind us when the Orioles do really well, but also loves to remind us when they suck. He is a real fan. So we have that hit in our arm whenever we need it. And that and that is helpful. But I think we, Joe just injected two different types of fake Oriole drugs into his body. <laughs> Give it all. I think he name. snorted Oriole cocaine and then injected Oriole heroin. Oh yeah, I'm loaded right now. <laughs> but but we mentioned I'm low did. Get it? We 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 kind of mentioned this last week, and no. I think we've kind of talked about it throughout. The, the The biggest thing we've said about the Baltimore Orioles is that is a scrappy team. And usually, you know, I I love to think about basketball when you call somebody a scrap. Oh, that that that, that guy's that guy's a, a gym rat. You know that that guy's a scrappy guy. You're like you're being nice. The, the six foot one white point guard. Yeah, you're saying something nice about a guy that works really hard, is not a good shooter, but does the things that nobody else wants to do. And it's usually a backhanded compliment in the NBA. However, the way baseball is built, how the game is built, being scrappy can win you a lot of games and can win you high leverage games. Can Can I go a step further? Sure. Um. Obviously, Joe has been the the premier champion of the Orioles on this show because he is a fan. But I have been all over the O's this year since the like second series of the year that I saw them in. Well, it's because we played our our teams played each other so much at Early the beginning on, of the season, so you were able to get a a good sample a, size of the Orioles. I got a really good look at the O's. I don't think the O's are scrappy. I think the O's are good. <laughs> I mean, they're. Above 500, they're 
Uh, I'll check the score. It well, was, not it was yet. Four to one. It's now six to one, and not they have the bases yet. loaded in the eighth. Joe's like easy, easy. Is <laughs> Buck Showalter in the dugout? <laughs> they are at five hundred. That's Yabalda Jimenez's music. Oh my God! They where are, did he come from? <laughs> it's Kane. It's Kane. It's Kane. <laughs> They are six outs away from their 10th win in a row, and they will be over 500. That's got to be Kane. I just think they're good. I think their offense is really good, and I think their pitching has gotten to a point where it's serviceable and sometimes good to where they're going to win a fair share of games. I'm glad you said that, Mike, because I think you're right. I think they're good, and... The reason that I'm with you, I mean, like the way you put it, yeah, you're 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 gonna make me a believer. But also, I saw the 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 quote from Trey Mancini the other day, which I think embodies perfectly where this organization is right now. And I'm, I'm gonna paraphrase and I'm gonna butcher it, so please, you know, don't quote me on this. But he said something along the lines when asked about being dealt. He kind of said, "Look, like I love this club." This is these guys have supported me forever. This is my home. But if you trade me, I totally get it because that's kind of business. But the undertone in his voice is they're going to trade me to somebody to grab an extra piece that at some point is going to get moved again to really help push them over the edge. And that's the biggest thing for me is when Trey Mancini starts talking, I'm not going to be an Oriole, and I'm okay with that. That tells me, okay, this guy is in the clubhouse every day. This guy sees that there is something special going on. Something is brewing in this clubhouse. And if I have to be the guy that helps elevate that, that is me. I am an Oriole. And I will do that for my brothers. And it makes sense. I mean, he uh, had cancer, right? And came back and kept his job. And, 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 and they've his, been and they've been with him since the beginning of that. They supported him through the entire thing. Mm-hmm. And he is the leader in that clubhouse. He is one of the only veterans on that team. Ruggio Dor <clears> is another one uh, who is a good clubhouse guy, from what we hear. Bring back Adam Jones. And. I, I I think that's a, that's a great point. I didn't know Mancini said that. Mm-hmm. I think that's really cool. It's I, I it's weird because they're in the division of my favorite team, and they're and that division is loaded, right? But I, I like think about what the Rays could look like next year. You know, Glass now comes back. McClanahan is a Cy Young candidate. Another year of Boz. Another year of Boz. Uh, Wander Franco is not getting worse. Well, Wander Franco is not getting healthy. Well, I know. He's been on the IL four times this year. But he's not getting worse. You know what I mean? Well, maybe. Um, But my point with that is they're in my own division. But yet I find myself every day rooting way harder than I would for any random team for the Baltimore Orioles. I think some of that is 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 Joe is my friend sure. and, and I want to pull for his team. Sure, sure. I follow you on that. And, and I've seen a lot of a lot of their woes, but there's something about them when I watch them play that feels fun. Um it's 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 tough to really describe that feeling, but when I watch the Blue Jays, they don't feel fun. Mm-hmm. When I watch the Orioles, I have a blast. And I think it's like that first year of being good after so many years of being dog ass that it just, this energy it creates, like the fans are back at Camden Yards again. 
Thank God. That's one an the, amazing one of the ballpark. Best, best ballparks in baseball. And it's been so empty. Um, except for that stupid left field wall that they put in there for no reason. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, I just, I, I'm just having fun. And they've got more guys in the minors who are supposed to be really good, one of which is hurt. But uh, Grayson's hurt, right, Joe? He's out for a while. Uh, yeah, he's done for the year. Grayson Rodriguez. Right. But they've got like two or three pitchers coming up and another hitter coming up. The top six in this lineup, imagine adding another good young hitter who's going to come up and, and hopefully reach his potential. Seven of your hitters are legitimate threats. All of a sudden, the Orioles have an offense. Well, uh, I, just looking at this as far as top performers for the Orioles this season, is you are right, Mike. They are hitting very well at this point in time, but they have three uh, relievers, bullpen guys with sub two ERAs, yeah. and they've all thrown at least twenty nine innings. Jorge Lopez forty one, uh, Felix Batista's pitched thirty five. You know the Tigers are kind of like this too. Tigers, Tigers bullpen is really great. Yeah, they just is. don't have the offense that right. Baltimore does. Yes, yes. So I mean, you look at that. You have three guys in your bullpen. They're sub two ERA this far into the season. That's a good bullpen. And and I'll I'll finish I'll finish it off with this as as, as we're up against it. I forgot about Bautista. He's good. When we talk about teams rebuilding, you know, we always look at the Astros. But we knew Correa. We knew Bregman. We knew Tucker. We knew Alvarez. Like we knew these guys coming Springer and and Altuve was already established at the time and we kind of knew these guys were coming around and stuff like that. That is not the Baltimore Orioles. No. They have they're, one of those. It's Adley Rushman. It's Adley, yeah. <clears throat> this team reminds me of the Kansas City Royals. Ooh. Sal Perez was not a highly touted prospect. Eric Hosmer was not a highly touted prospect, okay? Uh, Alcides Escobar was not a highly touted prospect. Alex Gordon was just the dude that was solid, bobblehead night, good guy in the community, but nothing really. The, the Mitch Hanegers of the world, you know, the Paul O'Neill of the world, Mike, to relate to kind of the older days. Mm-hmm. A solid player, but nothing fancy. But they were able to get all those guys to gel at the same time, and then they went out and got a Johnny Cueto and were like, we're going to go after a World Series, and they did it. And they did it. This Baltimore team kind of reminds me of that. Some guys that we don't see coming per se, but they've played with each other long enough. They understand how each other works, how to win games. They've been bad. They've been good. This could be a Kansas City thing. That it could you, be. You grab a couple pieces in free agent and you make it work. I don't even know if they have to go that far. I mean, they just got guys in the minors ready to come they up. They might be in a better spot than Kansas City was. I think they are. Um, and I think the other thing, too, is, and it's 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 turned out to be good for them, although it's been awful for them, is they're in the AL East. They, they that, under- That's the only thing going against them. But it's going for them now. Right, because they, they're learning. Well, they understand how they need to build the team to compete in their own division, and... Now, they're slaughtering everybody else. They struggle against the AL East, but they're doing better. But they're playing teams from out of division, and it's like, I'll win, 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 win. 
Oh, okay, we lose one game. Win. Well, win, it was uh, a sweep against the Angels, a sweep against the Rangers, yep. I believe, as well. Um, the streak started with a win against Minnesota, so that's nine right there, and then back to uh, eight, and then back-to-back Cubs wins. Yeah, so they also got an easier slide part of the schedule, but... Take advantage of it. It's the Orioles. Why would you think they would win 10 straight against this part of the schedule? <laughs> right. But yet here we are. Um, to, to, I feel like I've seen people on Twitter calling the Mariners America's team because of the streak and, and the momentum. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, be cool. The Orioles are America's <clears throat> team, in my opinion. Probably right now, yeah. I have seen so much pro-Orioles stuff on social media that... That is kind of where they're they're sitting right now. Everyone's pulling for the O's. Yep, and that's the team to watch. When we come back, we'll wrap up this hour. A lot to get to in the second second hour as well. Don't go anywhere. The hot corner, ten eight the fin. This is the hot corner with Harrison Lynch on ten eighty the fan. There's a lot coming up in the second hour of the hot corner as we'll talk a little uh, home run derby, which looks a little sexy to me. And uh, I I don't necessarily want to get into all-star snubs Eh. because there's still time. Like, guys can drop out. We've already had three replacements named. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little more interested in the conversation about the veteran exception. Although, like, as a fan, I'm, like, way into it. I wish Miggy was in the home run derby. I think that would be dope. Uh, but we can get into that. Uh, so we can wait on that, and we can talk, you know, all-star snubs and stuff like that with Big John next week, right? We got John next week? We do. We so, do. So that is, I, I think of the three times we have John on in the year, I think the all-star break is my favorite time to have John on. Um, so we can do that next week. But the Home Run Derby is set. I think it looks really good. It's actually not set. Is it's, there? There's one more hitter who has to be named. In the American League? I don't know. It's just seven of eight have been picked. Oh, okay. Okay. So, but I think so far that looks really good. The all-star game is there to look forward to. And I also want to talk about the other team that's been streaking in the American league. And that is the Seattle Mariners. Yes. And I know, I know, you know, I have become a fan of that team. We have always looked at them closely, whether it's because of big John or just geographically. Uh, and there's a lot of that to get to in in the second hour, and and that's exciting. Mike, I'll tell you what, I've been watching a lot of baseball lately. Yeah, boy, this game's a lot of fun right now. It is. It's a lot of fun. We've uh, we've rediscovered real baseball, or at least the teams have rediscovered real baseball. This season feels like a lot of real baseball. Yeah. And even a team like yours, or even the Dodgers, for example, or the Astros, who are kind of jumping out way in front of everyone, they're still kind of playing real baseball. So I saw something the other day, and it, it made me think of you. And I don't know if this is true, but I saw this said somewhere on social media by a reporter and it was more speculation than anything it was that when the Yankees brought back Aaron Boone he said if you want me to come back I need more say and they said okay okay we're ready to let this let this organization tank you got it dude (laughs) and 
all of a sudden, the Yankees are an amazing base running team. There's no denying. And they are, are much better at the little things. You know what they did yesterday or two days ago? A safety squeeze. Wow. Really? That is a wow. Yeah. And, that, and the, the Yankees are the poster child of the three true outcomes, right? It was so analytic-based, and the Brian Cashman was the real manager jokes and all that. I mean, they're going to trade Joey Gallo. Thank God. <laughs> that was the guy they traded, and I was like, most Yankee move ever. Yep. Well, and he's terrible. And so. they're going to trade him. They're going to get rid of him. Um, yeah, so if they're doing it, everyone's doing it, or most teams are doing it. And if you throw on MLB Network at – you get home from work and you're farting around on the TV and you throw it on at 9, 8.45, mm-hmm. you are bound to see some really well-played baseball in a tight, close game late. And and that's Which just... happens so often. And that's just kind of what I wanted to, to, to say right now is that, you know, we'll talk about this more with John next week and, and you guys can chat amongst yourselves about it, but, like, baseball right now is in a really, really cool spot. At least this season is in a really cool spot. Well, on that note, there's a lot of fun stuff to get to. There's another team streak in. We'll get to that in the second hour. Plus the home run derby. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. Looks, I'm a, I'm a hater of the home run derby. And boy, this looks good. Plus fair foul at the bottom of the hour. Second hour is next. The hot corner. 10 the fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.